The following content is sponsored in partnership with Haymarket Media U.S. Hi, everyone. This is Steve Madden. I recently had the good fortune to attend Pharma USA 2022 at the Philadelphia Convention Center in fabulous Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And when I was there, I spoke with pharmaceutical industry leaders and health experts about what their focuses are and what they're looking at working on in 2022 and beyond. This is Steve Madden, the general manager of MM&M. Welcome to the MM&M podcast, medical marketing and media show about healthcare marketing writ large. My guest is our old friend Wendy Lund, the chief communications officer for Organon. Hey, Wendy. Hey, it's so great to see you. Welcome. It's nice to see you in person. It's been yeah, a while. It has been a while. Yeah. I remember your first few days at MM&M. So do I. <laughs> it seems like it was it was six years ago, but it was only three. Is it only six years? No, no. It's been three years, but it feels like it's been six years because well, two of those were COVID years. Yeah, and, and it's a far cry from bicycles, I would say, it, right? It, Have it, you uh, it is made the transition now? It is indeed. I, yeah, I'm fully invested. <laughs> I'm sure um, you are. But we haven't seen each other since uh, since you've taken on your new role with Organon. Let's uh, let's talk about that. What what uh, what are you doing there? So I took on this new role at Organon um, a year ago, Chief Communications Officer. And I think you might know that my background, you know, I've 20, 25 years on the agency side. And then before that, I was head of marketing at Planned Parenthood. And I had really focused heavily in women and women's health. So all through those years of the agency, I always like latched onto anything that related to women and their health. And I mean, this was just like all roads really led me here. This is just like the perfect, perfect role. And the one thing I love about the, the job is that we, we launched with a commitment and this commitment is around listening and a purpose, a true purpose. I, we're one of the very few companies I think that was kind of born with our purpose around women and their health inextricably linked to our business imperative. So couldn't think of a better place for me to be. That's great. And you, you, know, you mentioned that you were uh, at Planned Parenthood, and you're here at Pharma USA. You were just on a panel, right? Uh, our uh, our head of R and D is on a panel today. Uh, but but it's about specifically about women's healthcare. Right? Yep. Yeah. As far as women's healthcare goes, communication is so. I mean, communication is important in all kinds of healthcare, as is trust. But I think there are some issues around uh, communicating with women in particular uh, that are really important. What do you keep in mind when you're plotting the? Uh, communication strategy for Organon? There's a few different things. I think when I first got here, we were kind of looking at research and really talking to all different stakeholders. One of the key things that emerged was that women are just completely and utterly exhausted. And it was basically very much exacerbated by COVID. And I know, I know you know this because you've been focusing on this a lot. And so, you know, what we heard is that women are doing a lot of talking, but no one is really listening. And we said, you know what, let's take a step back. Let's not act like the typical, right? Let's actually create this mic, much like the mic sitting here today, use it as a global symbol, and let's open it up to women all over the world and ask them, what's the greatest unmet need 
in women's health today. And the response was overwhelming. Uh, we opened up every channel. We opened up, obviously, a channel called hereforhealth.com, which ties back to our whole tagline. We opened up LinkedIn, Instagram, very deliberate how we did our social. And then we partnered with other organizations like the Female Lead and Healthy Women to get and gather all these thoughts. And we've used that throughout. Well, what was, what was the response? The response really was very basic in terms of women coming in who had not had a chance to talk, no one was listening. Things like menopause, there's not enough information, I don't know what's going on, help me figure out you know, where I go from here. Mental health, which you would expect during COVID, but this interesting link back to reproductive health. Women thinking about all these different issues that relate to their body and how they, meant, they, they affect them from a mental health perspective. Menstruation and painful menstruation. The list goes on and on and on and on, and that's what's so amazing about us being here, focusing not just on the products that we have, but the products that we're acquiring and partnering on and the education and access that we're focusing on. So, you know, like you said, uh, up at the top, you've been at Organon for about a year now, uh, and you've yes. done this work. Um, I think a lot of what you're talking about means, uh, you know, destigmatizing and having an out loud conversation. How's that been going? I mean, it's been going pretty amazing because one of the things we did early on is we said to our 9,500 employees, you take the mic. I mean, how many times have you seen this done on the pharma side, right? So we said, just don't, just read our social media policies, right? And just stay within guidelines. And we created what we're calling these thunderclaps or thunder rolls where we would put out content and then we would say to our people all over the world through our local markets directly and say, comment on this, post this, share this, do whatever you want, create your own posts, but focusing on these unhealth, these unmet health needs for people, talking about also the company and how, what it means to you as a, as a human being and as an employee. And how's that, how's that going? Well, if you look at last week, International Women's Day, we gave our 9,500 employees as a show of support and the fact that women have really deprioritized themselves even further. You know what I talked about this years ago, right? That women deprioritize their health. They're like after their jobs, their children, their husbands, their parents, and then of course their dogs. And so they're like last on the list. Our goal is to get them up on the list. So what we did as a show of support is we gave our 9,500 people the day off. Go ahead, take care of yourselves. Go take care of the women in your lives. And we penned a letter in the Wall Street Journal calling on other businesses to come and support the women at their companies. The response was outstanding, but to your point, from a social perspective, we put up a post that said, oh, 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 out of office. And I, I, the pink was all over LinkedIn. It was truly, truly amazing. I get such chills when I not only see what people put up and what they said, but what they actually did. It was extraordinary. How do you think that that actually drives the mission of Organon? Well, our vision is a better and healthier every day for every woman. And what's interesting is we have products that go well beyond women's health into biosimilars and outside the U.S. We have all these established brands that were iconic brands for Merck that have now conveyed over to Organon. And absolutely, I mean, everything we do within our business and outside of our business, our people are focused on, one, doing their jobs and doing them well. But two, at the end of the day, they know that they're focusing in on a broader society for women, communities of women, their families, their own potential selves or their wives or people in their lives. So it's really had just an incredible impact on our people. When you're talking about health, any kind of health, especially right now, we, we talk about 
equity. And the flip side of that coin is disparities, right? What sort of work are you guys doing to address uh, disparities in healthcare? So we're at the early stages of this, right? We've been a company now for nine months. And really, when we look at disparity, there's a different, few different ways we can look at it. First of the fact, 51% of the population is women. And we have so many significant unmet needs in the space. One of the things that really strikes me is that many of these needs have been going on. And I have all these outrageous facts I can share with you. I'm going to give you one. 45% unintended pregnancy rate in the U.S. That means one in two women is having any either an unintended or unplanned pregnancy, and yet something's not right, right? We have ACA, we should have access to birth control and things that women need, but we're clearly missing education or something just is not clicking, and so we really need to improve that. On the 15-year mark, we have so much growth and expansion in areas like cancer, rare disease, so many other things. Women's health, you could look at things like menopause. There is, you could look at things like menopause. There is less change in what's happened in menopause and all these other areas and many different things. So my point being that disparity can take a lot of different forms. Unmet needs, the fact that there are populations that do not have access to things that we're working on making sure that they do have access to. So watch this style, more to come, because as things emerge for us as a company, we're going to be doing more and more to make sure that every woman is, has access to all these products. Well, that's an important point that you just raised, you know, more to come. How can people connect to what you're doing? Where should they go? So I think there's a few different ways. Certainly come to our LinkedIn channel, Organon. Uh, certainly follow our CEO, Kevin Ali. We just, we just launched his LinkedIn channel. Hereforhealth.com, our, our, our Organon.com website is our Organon.com website. But where we really engage with people is a website we set up called Hereforhealth.com. And what we do is we basically do these efforts and we shoot out questions and then we have people come in and talk to us. We just did it for International Women's Day last week. We did it for World Contraception Day. What can we do to improve the rates of unintended pregnancy in the world? And as I mentioned, we did it when we launched. We called it Her Day, the day we launched in uh, June of 2021. Where do you think this is all headed? Where do you think you'll be 3, 5, 10, 20 years from now? Well, I hope that the products that we've acquired and our acquisitions continue so we continue to build ourselves as a women's health company. Uh, hopefully, extraordinary amount of education that will be done and really looking to solve those problems that women have today that are just not being solved. And it doesn't always have to be through a treatment. And, you know, we're looking across all, all modalities, so it's not just treatments, but it's treatment, diagnostics, medical technology, but it's also through pure and simple education. And as a company in this space, we can't not be educating people and supporting things that may or may not be treatments that we have. So you're going to see a lot more education around different areas that may not link back to the products that we have. Based on everything you've said, it sounds that you've got a, a highly matrixed message that you need to get out there, and that requires a, a matrix approach. Um, and the current buzzword for matrix is omnichannel, right? So how are you using all the different channels at your disposal to get this message out? So one of the things that I've learned over my 20-some-odd years of being in the industry, you know, is what can we do to really meet her where she is? And we know that we, can't, we have to take authentic, genuine moves 
to really be real to all the women out there in the world. You know, women are, they come in every shape, every size. It's a very diverse audience. Can't be all things to all people. So we really had to make the best use of really driving that core message around a better and healthier every day for every woman from a corporate perspective, making sure that our brands and our corporation are kind of working in sync and then looking at all the different channels. This is why we deliberately went with Instagram, right? Because we knew she was there and we followed the, the kind of the lead of many other organizations that are out there talking to her. LinkedIn, another really perfect channel for us where we've created tremendous amounts of noise and then looking at all the other channels that we can use, but we've really taken a very heavy digital approach to this. Yeah, digital's where it's at with this. Although, you know, some of my best friends work in print. Let's not forget Print, print. is still there. I think the thing we have to remember is that, you know, as core communications people, there are challenges working with media right now. They are, you know, focused on COVID and all the things they should be focused on. So we also just wanted to make sure we go exactly to where she is. So partnering with women's magazines has been important in those online portals. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to where we go from here because, again, we're only seven or eight months out of the gate and we have so much more to do. One last question for you, Wendy. It might seem a little random given everything that we've been talking about, but how does, this is something I've been talking with most people about, how does FDA approval, the FDA approval process figure into everything you guys are trying to do? So, you know, it's an interesting question. Um, one of the things that I've just sort of eye-opening eye -opening facts for me is that of the 61 products approved last year, four of them were focused on women's health. It just shows you the incredible gap that we have at 7% of our products approved or for 51% of the population. I know what you could say, well, a lot of those other products that came out on the market, all these great innovations in oncology, et cetera, et cetera, work across both men and women. And of course, I have to acknowledge that. But the thing we have to think about is we have to take a step back, right? People that are working in STEM and in the labs, you know, they tend to work on things that they understand, that look like them, et cetera, et cetera. Women were only started to be included in clinical trials in the 90s. I mean, think about that. So we really still have a ways to go to make sure that all the medical discovery and R&D that's happening in the labs is really making sure we focus on all the different attributes that a woman's body and her anatomy bring to life. So I am really excited about the fact that the future may hold different things. On top of that, we have a number of acquisitions we've made where we're going to really contribute to, you know, hopefully closing the gap on some of these unmet needs and postpartum hemorrhage, endometriosis, preterm labor, PCOS, and, you know, we'll see where it goes. But I think, you know, we have some work to do in terms of making sure that the work being done in the lab is focused on all genders. Well, you do have a lot of work to do, and it's important work, and, and I appreciate that you're doing it. Because I know that if anybody's in, if anybody's involved with it to make it happen, it'll be you. You've been listening to the MM&M podcast. I'm Steve Madden, GM of MM&M, and my guest has been the excellent Wendy Lund, Chief Communications Officer of Organon. Wendy, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. It's great to see you great again. To see you again. That's it for this week. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up. Better yet, subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice and help others discover the show. The MMNM Podcast is produced by Bill Fitzpatrick, Deborah Stahl, Bradley Weems, and Gordon Failer. Our theme music is by Sizzy M. Sohn. We're out every week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.